Welcome to the Mom Village Podcast. We are three multicultural moms sharing our journey through motherhood with the Christ Center Foundation. For information and resources, visit us at our church's website at gofamilychurch.org. Or you can also email us at themomvillage at gofamilychurch.org. And please go over and follow us on Instagram at themomvillagefc. We're glad that you're here and welcome to our village. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Village. We are here in Marriage Conversations, and we're so excited to be back with our husbands. I'm Gismarie Ramos, and I'm here with Christian Ramos, my husband. Kira, who do you have with you? Hey, ladies, I have Eric here right next to me, husband. Kristen? I have my handsome man here, Jimmy Scroggins. And we have more questions to answer from you, our followers, listeners, and everyone that loves the Mom Village. So, Kira, why don't you just start us with the first question? Okay. Hey, so looking around the room, we want each couple to share a unique trait that you admire about the other two couples Hmm. that are here doing this podcast and tell us why you admire them. Can we start? Yeah. Can we start? Go ahead. Yeah, Yeah. I was thinking about that. You just take it. Okay. So I was thinking about Jisma and Christian, and one of the things I admire about you two individually and as a couple is that you are so creative and Mm -hmm. so adventurous. Oh, yeah. Like, seriously, you are the people like Jisma personally has stretched me beyond my comfort zone several times, (laughs) doing a whole lot of different things. Had all of us on trapeze Mm. at times. And so I just love her energy and her excitement. And I think Christian and Jisma, you both just have those kind of traits. It it just oozes out of you, you know, and it's it's wherever you are, people just kind of want to be around you. Mm -hmm. So I really admire that about you guys. Pastor Jimmy and Kristen, I just admire that, you know, we've been able to be around and just witness how you all just live your lives and how you all are such great leaders in our church. But I mean, just personally, Chris and I have spent a lot of time together over 10 so years, but how you all parent and now how you grandparent. Mm. So, so many times mm. I've said Kristen's name. I'm like, well, my friend Kristen says, my friend <laughs> Kristen says, but honestly, just taking a step back and I'm just able to witness and to be a part of your life and all that you do and how you juggle things. But mm you're very honest that it's not always easy. So Mm -hmm. even for those people who, you know, may look at any of us and say, oh, wow, they all have it together. You know, we can still be honest and transparent with each other. Kelly's no better, don't they? (laughs) No, I mean, all of us. They've been up close. I'm just saying, all of us. Yeah, we, as as the Scroggins know, up close to Kelly. We're, you know, but just looking at how you live life in real time. It's just really admirable, honestly. I would say about the Kellys, I just... I've always told Jesus my that I think you guys should be Mr. President and, and yes. first yes. lady of the United <laughs> yes. States. We always yes. have a joke in our house. I'm like, that's the first lady. I, yes. I, I, yes, I love, yes. I just love, uh, I love the way that your family interacts with one another, the way that mm-hmm. your children love you, but love the church and love other people and treat them with such respect and honor. And I get to, I just get to observe that. And my wife and I just look up to both of these couples really so much. Yeah. And it's, I, I think there's something to be said about both of you as couples with the love and the way that your kids look for one another and care for one another. I would say the same about the Scroggins. You guys, there's something your children love being one with the other. Like, yeah. I just, I love to see that. Mm-hmm. And so from both ends, you guys have been able to raise 
children that have become now more at some of the you adults that are married and gone from the house, but like you've been able to raise these kids that love God and love you. And I mean, like, honestly, that's my goal. And they're so fun to be around. Like all these kids, I'm like, I want to hang out with every single one of them. It's not because you guys are here present, but we have hang out with all all of your kids and we love them. And they're they're such great kids. They'll will raise a great like young men and young women. So, yeah. Yeah. And I admire that because we're in the middle of doing all of that and we we care about it and we see people that are, God is giving them success in that area. And we think, man, I want to be more like that. Yeah. I don't know what the heck they're doing, but I want to be like that. <laughs> We're so. learning from you guys. So check, check, check. Awesome. Babe, Sweet. what would you say from us? Um, I, I would say that Kelly's kind of ex- expounding on what Christian was just saying. I, I think, Eric and Carrie, you guys carry yourselves with a with a dignity mm-hmm. that is admirable. And by dignity, I mean you carry yourselves with dignity in the way that you treat one another, the way that you treat your children, the way you relate to others. But then you extend that same dignity to friends and family and and mm-hmm. to others. And so all of us feel elevated when we're around you guys because of the way that you way that you do that. And I'd, I'd say the same with uh, Christian and Jesus Marie, just uh, I would say to build on what Kira said, you guys are so dynamic, mm-hmm. like just, just the vibrancy, mm-hmm. like your home is like vibrating with fun and life and energy all the time. Yeah. That's infectious and exciting and uh, very, very winsome and very attractive. So I love that about you guys. Oh, that's awesome. I feel so loved right now. I feel like I should should hug a bear. So how do we help our children navigate friendships that suddenly struggle with their gender pronouns? Wow, I kind of have this tough question. That's a a whiplash kind of a deal, isn't it? I am so sorry. But yes, so how do we help our children navigate friendships that suddenly they struggle with their gender slash pronouns? Everybody's looking at you. Uh, this yeah. is you. All right. Well, We're looking to you. Uh, well, when well, we, we do want to recognize that there are people in our community, people in our church family, people in our blood families that yeah. struggle with all kinds of things when it comes to their gender, their sexuality, whether someone is experiencing a same-sex attraction, whether someone comes out as gay, someone says, hey, I'm transgender, or someone you know wants to go by a different pronoun than their biological sex. And so we need to recognize that that's a reality culturally. It's a reality for some, maybe even uh, genetically. I mean, there's some reality to this. And so we want to respond with kindness and compassion to everyone for wherever they are. And we want to be very careful that in our words and in our nonverbal communication and the way we talk about people as well as the way we talk to people, that we're pulling people in and lifting them up with our vibe, with our language, with our physical touch, with our proximity. And yet, when it comes to our own children, we need to teach them and help them think about God's design. And we believe as part of God's design that biological sex and gender should go together. Having said all of that, if we have friends or others that request that I call them by a certain pronoun, as much as I'm able and can remember to do so, I will try to I will try to honor their, their request in that way. And if I can't do that, why would I be their friend? I mean, and I don't want to separate from people based on this. It's a very simple request. It's not complicated to me. I don't feel like I'm lying. However, when it comes within the church family, when it comes within my own home, that's different. Because within our family, we've made it clear 
hey, we believe that biological sex and gender, gender meaning your expression or your experience of your maleness or femaleness needs to match your biological sex and your anatomy. And uh, that's what we teach and believe in our church either. So within our church family, this is how we function. Within the Scroggins house, this is how we function. For the neighbor down the street, it's totally different yeah. because I'm going to try to do everything I can to accommodate them in any with any reasonable accommodations that I can make. That may not be how you guys feel. I'm not pronouncing anything, but that's, as I think through it, that's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. I'd say yeah. the same for, yeah. for our family, same yeah. thing. So, Pastor Eric, I'm going to throw this question to mm-hmm. you first, and then if anybody else wants to say anything, but how, you know, you've got a an adult daughter now, sweet yes. Maddie, who I yes. love. How does your relationship with her change or has it changed as she's become a woman? And how do you keep closeness with her? Maybe, you you, you know, in a respectful, fatherly way, but still loving and caring because yeah. it's different, right? When they're five years old as to when they're 20. It is. She's always been my baby girl. Interestingly, when Maddie hit about the teen years and I to this day don't know where she came up with the name, she started calling me Franklin. I'll never forget it. <laughs> Franklin. Like it was like our- Like the turtle? Like yeah. I made the turtle. I don't know. And it was our thing. Now she called me dad. She knew I was her dad, but she entered her teen years and she wanted to call me Franklin when it was just the two of us. And I could have been a hard nose about, I'm your father. You're going to call me daddy. But it became our thing. Now she respected me as dad. She loved me as dad. She'd sit on my lap. I hug her. And I think that's when I realized- she wants to know me as a person. Mm-hmm. And I used to do, when she was younger, I'd do the Chick-fil-A daddy-daughter things and things like that, the little sweet things. As she got older, what I realized is I want her to relate to me first as a parent. I'm not her friend. Kira and I would say, we're not your friend mm-hmm. when you were younger. But I wanted her to begin to see me as a human being. Mm-hmm. And uh, as she has now gotten older, you know, Maddie's now 20, now we call each other boo. It's part of our culture, you know, yeah. African experience. Come on, boo. It. What's up, boo? All booed up. I'm all booed up. I love it. Um, so now when she texts me, she calls me boo. I call her boo. But the one thing I wanted with my daughter was that she could always talk to me about anything. Mm-hmm. And I wanted her to understand I'm here to listen to anything. I could not guarantee her anything beyond my listening. But what I wanted to always make sure she knew was that I was here as a human person, mm-hmm. her father, and as a human person to hear her. So it is, it, it is, it, there is a point at which a switch happens. Mm-hmm. She's no longer a little girl. She wants to see me as a human person. And then as we have gotten older, now I, if Kieran, I was, we coach her now. Mm-hmm. I'm coaching her. I'm a father, but I am now coaching her and allowing her to make those decisions. But she's my boo. Mm. Well, this is my real boo sitting next to me. <laughs> oh. We know, we know what you. She mean. BJ. She my boo too. We know what you mean. <laughs> How about you guys, real quick? Because you have two daughters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we're not as far down the road as there. I mean, our oldest is sixteen. They're sixteen and fourteen, and I mean, my their daughters are growing up a little bit. But the truth is, we're still pretty engaged with making rules. I mean, mm-hmm. Anna Kate's a a junior in high school. So she has a lot more freedom. She's getting where she can drive and do pretty much whatever she wants with her friends. But we're still pretty involved. I would just say as an observer to the father-daughter relationship, I would just encourage dads to still be affectionate with their daughters and not be afraid because their body is changing or whatever, um, that they still desire that. And so don't 
stop doing that just because they have boobs now or whatever, you know, yeah. like they, yeah. they still, you're their dad and they still desire that from you in an appropriate way, obviously, but they, they need to feel loved and cared for. And they, they still need to be able to feel like a little girl sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And we uh, still do that. Yeah. yeah. We, we need our that. dad. Yeah. I, I, I watch you do that with her. She comes in the room and you're hugging on her. And oh, even sometimes yeah. she kind of might maybe act like she, she likes oh, it. She <laughs> and the same with Anna Kate, you know, she, she'll come and lay her head on her dad's oh, shoulder wow. and uh, they just want to feel that every I, once I in a while. I love that you said that because you guys are modeling <clears throat> what they're going to look for a husband. Yeah. 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 So if you guys don't stop sharing the affection they'll look for that affection somewhere else yeah. and you don't want that you want when they find that affection is because they have a good role model okay next question i'm i'm going to kind of switch it up a little bit it says what are some things that you're i'm going to say concerned about as an mm-hmm. adult that's happening in our society today and in churches i don't know who who submitted that but no that's but a great what question are, what are some um, things that we're concerned about well, one of the things that I'm concerned about, and we talked about it in the, I believe in the previous one, uh, but it's uh, raising boys and, and this society is is difficult. Mm-hmm. And uh, not only in terms of what's happening uh, with the, the new understanding or at least the, the new perception and gender and other things, but you see a lot of fathers not have a relationship with their sons past adulthood. And so I see that more and more. As, as a dad, I look at my boys, I'm like, man, my life without the relationship of my sons would be a failure. I mean, like to me, if, if, I, if I get to the end of my days and my children don't know me and don't have a relationship with me, especially those boys, like, what did I do? You know, yeah. what did I do? And so, but it's also with my, with my girls, like, I want to make sure that uh, I want to make sure that my relationship with them and that our relationship with them when they go into adulthood, it's so meaningful to them because I know it'll be meaningful to me. And so I think that's one of the concerns that I have. And I see it more and more in the world, children going away from the parents, uh, the parents getting older, not not even having a relationship, not even a t- like speaking relationship with their children. So I definitely want to avoid that. That's mm. a concern for me. So... How does your relationship can affect you both spiritually on daily basis? And it can be positive or negative, but how can you guys tell our couples that based on your relationship, how does that affect you guys spiritually on the daily basis? Well, honestly, you know, so I say this to him a lot, but he he makes me a better person. You know, I I love it that I can ask him questions that I read about in my quiet time or I hear on a sermon and I'm like, hey, what does that mean? And he lights up. He likes talking theology and all of that. And so he'll explain it to me, but he never makes me feel he never makes me feel stupid because I don't know it. And so I that he builds me up spiritually. He's my pastor. So I listen to him preach and take notes on what he says. And so he's obviously a huge spiritual influence in my life. For young couples that are listening, I think sometimes when you allow whatever situation that you guys are going through, determine your spiritual level between you guys. I think that can play a big role in you guys' life. If that's the direction this question is going. But I will say like, you know, like we got to be careful sometimes, even if you guys, you have disagreements or whatever, you know, I feel that's what the enemy uses to set you guys apart, not only as a couple, but spiritually, you know, mm-hmm. and like Carrie, Eric said in the previous podcast, you know, the whole self 
and you start focusing on yourself, you know, and that's the root of sin, self. So I think that's that's when it gets the enemy just just letting the enemy get in, and then you start thinking about yourself. And he uses that just to separate because he knows if if you're not one again, then he he can he can destroy that marriage. So yeah, it, I feel like when we have disagreements, and sometimes we talk about it, and we finally find a middle ground, you know, we actually start talking about it. And I don't know, it makes us even closer and get more, you know, like we said before, we pray together about whatever's happening, not only with our families, but between ourselves and it helps us get closer together spiritually. Absolutely. I, I would say that the relationship that, that we have as a couple, uh, the way that we are really ultimately will reflect our spiritual condition. You know, the way that I'm treating you will reflect the way that I am spiritually. So that's why it's so important for us to to continue to pursue God so hard. And, uh, you know, but I, I really, really think that our relationships mirror just our spiritual condition. And it's, it's hard to, to separate those two. So let's take a break from the heavy stuff. And we're going to have a mushy moment, maybe, or maybe it'll just be funny. Do you guys have a song that's your song? that you both hear it and your heart kind of jumps or whatever happens to a man. I don't know if their hearts jump, but uh, you, both, <laughs> you both hear it and it reminds you of each other. Pastor Christian, you're the music man. Yeah, we have a song. It's actually a song by a Spanish group called Sin Banderas. And it's... Uh, sing it, sing it. I was a cientos de kilometros, whatever. Um, <laughs> well, you it's in Spanish. What is, but, what is well, the, the song, because my wife and I dated long distance. So yeah. the song actually says, the chorus of it says that I, I'm crazy about you. And I feel like, like when we're on the phone, there's no distance between us. Like that the whole world fits inside of the telephone. Um, oh, my gosh. Um, that there's there's not there's not no distance far enough uh, for our love. And, and so when we were dating, that, right, song, came that song came out and we were like, que todo el mundo cabe en el teléfono. Yeah. You were feeling it. It you was were feeling so good. It. And yes. I still, we still have it on our CD player. We still have a CD player. <laughs> the um, whole world's in the telephone. Yes. And so. <laughs> well, what's funny is like, if I know, I love it. like sometimes we're doing anything around the house and I hear a plane and I'm like, mm, somebody's being romantic. Starts with that piano. <laughs> Somebody's sending a message. Yeah. Right. Yes, somebody yeah, sent me. I love it. Oh, Pastor awesome. Eric, what you got? Well, Kira and I. Um, <laughs> We're writing notes over here. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there is one song that, and I was trying to remember the original. The singer song. Singer. Yeah. Um, Donnie Hathaway, yeah. A Song for You. It's called A Song for You. A Song for You by mm-hmm. Donnie. I mean, others have done it since then. And I was asking Kira, like, what's the beginning of so it? I've been so many places in my life and time. And it, it is the, I don't know, Kira and I, but I don't think we both, I don't think we knew that the other really felt. I love that song. Yeah, I love also it. Just like recently. Yeah. yeah. I heard yeah. the song like when I was a teenager and I fell in love with that song and I couldn't find it anywhere. And of course now in technology, you can just like type something in and the song yeah. comes up. <laughs> And I found it, and I started playing it. And I, was that the first time you heard it? What you got, Eric? Let's hear it. No, I was. How does it start? I've, I've been so many places. Been so many places in, in my, my life. life and time. I've sung a lot of songs. Made some bad rhymes. Sorry. Yeah, so I can't. We don't, I can't remember like the actual flow of it. But Donnie <laughs> Hathaway was the original. What's the chorus? Give me the best line of the song. Ooh. Um, 
Of course, you put me on the spot. What's I'm the, sorry. The what best line it? of it is, the, it's the, actually, it's the end. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jimmy. So I'm going to have to give you, I'm going to I'm gonna have to get it to you. All right. I'm we'll going to get it to you later. I got you. It. Yeah. 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 Donnie Hathaway. Yeah. So we don't really have like ton, like that's not been a big part, but there is a song that I do think that every time we hear it, we really. Oh gosh. Ain't no mountain high, ain't no valley low, ain't no river wide enough, baby. Yeah. Come on. You know what that? You need I love it. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. I knew it. I knew it. I knew that was ringing the bell. Oh, goodness. Oh, okay, okay. So. I think we've kind of covered this, but we're going to ask it anyway. What do you think is the ultimate glue that keeps couples together? And it doesn't say sex. (laughs) 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 Uh, Other than having Christ, which is a given, at the center of your marriage. So what do you think is the ultimate glue that keeps couples together? Well, I think think a commitment Mm. is what keeps couples together. Because, you know, a lot of people have a mistaken uh, notion that what keeps you together is emotional ties, infatuation, truthfully, even people think that sexual attraction, all of these things are are important and helpful and fun. But what you're going to find if you if you in this for the long haul, what you're going to find is that sexual attraction is different every day. And even your emotional attachments have their ups and downs. I would say the the tide goes in and the tide goes out on everything. And if you're in a marriage for a long time, you're just going to have days when, you know, you you don't get along that well. Or maybe, you know, they, you for whatever reason, for this season, maybe, maybe you don't find them as attractive. Maybe, maybe they don't find you very attractive. Maybe you're not very attractive. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, that's not what this is about. What this is about is we said till death do us part. Mm-hmm. What this is about is we said for richer or for poorer, in mm-hmm. sickness and in health. Mm-hmm. Right. To love and to cherish till death do us part. It's about a commitment. And I know we said it without having Christ at the center, but the whole thing that makes that commitment have teeth in it is we made this commitment before one another, but we made it before the Lord. Mm -hmm. And because of that, that's why you have to fight towards attraction and you have to fight towards emotional closeness. And you can't just wave the white flag and say, I don't have those feelings anymore or I don't feel that anymore or I'm not. Well, then you got to work on it. And an amazing thing happens if you stick with it. Amazing thing happens like if you find the, the tide rolling out a little bit or your feelings aren't as powerful or strong as they once were, as you like them to be. It's amazing how just little things happen and all of a sudden you feel it all over again. Mm-hmm. Like there'll just be a time you'll just, you'll just, I'll, I'll just look at and see Kristen helping with our children uh, do their homework and I'll think, man. <laughs> <laughs> what what a what what a mom you know or I'll see her tea like I told you I'll see her teaching the Bible somewhere and I'll just be like holy smoke this is a this is a prophet I'm married to a prophet mm, she's hot. <laughs> come on man. yeah I like that you know fine. Or, or or you know just there's there's just things that happen and if you'll stay at it and yeah. work towards it and keep your commitments you'll rediscover, you'll reignite things. And as you live a long life together, these things always have a way of going up and down and just ride in the way with that. Because as you, you're going to change, your personality changes, your body changes. I mean, everything changes. I mean, Kristen, she could easily tell you, ladies, she could say, you know, Jimmy's just not the same guy as he was when I married him. And you think, well, good grief, I hope not. When you married him, he's 23 years old. Don't you want him to be different 27 years later than was it 23? 
I'm a whole different. I've been like three different people since she's been married. To me. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's just part of yeah. the commitment at the center, I think, is vital. Yeah. And I, I mean, I know that they said other than having Christ at the center. I know. I've read it. Can't. I just read it. No, no, no. Yeah. I know. It wasn't your question. Yes, Kira. But, way to go, Kira. No, but, Jeez, Kira. No. But you can't, you, you, you can't do it well without yeah. him at the center yeah. because he truly keeps us going and, and keeps us focused on purpose. But I would just say what, what Jimmy said about, you know, noticing those things and then it all comes back again. I think we have to actively be looking, looking for yeah. those mm-hmm. things in our spouse because you know, if we actively look for the things that disgust us or make us angry, we're going to find those the too. That disgust you. Not, not you, babe. <laughs> no, not you, Jimmy. This Some is, of the listeners. This is we're, talking about, we're talking about our friends. friends. Our friend Louise. Seriously, yeah. no, of course not, babe. But there are people that feel that. And the more that we dwell on those things, the more we find it. And so we have to be intentional about looking for the things and remembering the things that once attracted us. And as we emerge into new people, look for these new things that they're developing. Mm. And that's amazing. I love that about you. And notice it and then say Thank that you notice it to your spouse. That's 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 great. So that's it, guy. We don't have more questions. So that's it for this part of marriage conversations. But we have more questions because you guys always have a lot of questions. So thank you so much for your questions. Please keep those coming. Thank you to our husbands for being so kind to stay with us. And this time we're going to sign off, but it's not going to be us. It's going to be the guys. So guys, take it over. All right, guys. One, two, three. Bye. Bye. Oh, you want to do the song? We're going to do. Go ahead. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.